2: Calling, up, it's
0: your You born for such a time, as he, such a time as
2: Our homes can be changed, our marriages. Did you know you can have the passion and fire in your marriage? Oh, but you don't know my spouse. Okay, get rid of the defense attorney within. Get your face on this altar, and you do what you can do. I'm so tired of people blaming the other person. I've been there. I've done that. Nowhere does the Bible say, you know what? Go blame the other person. It says you. You look in the mirror. You make the change. You get rid of the root of bitterness. You get rid of unforgiveness. You humble yourself. You come to me. You seek my face. You remove that. The Bible's calling me to follow after God, and then watch what God does with humility.
1: Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today, we hear a special message from Pastor Shane at Ren the Heavens in the High Sierras, titled, The Prayer That Rips Heaven Open. On-fire preacher Charles Spurgeon once said, Sometimes, when we do not receive comfort in our prayers, when we are broken and cast down, that is when we are really wrestling and prevailing in prayer. Please join us as Pastor Shane encourages us to remain steadfast through prayer, broken and humbled before the Lord, always remembering that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman.
2: People say, Shane, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you, but I, I just don't have that. I don't have that passion. I want it. But let me tell you, that's a good thing for now. Because the answer is repentance. You say, Lord, I I want that passion. I need that fire. I want to worship you. I want to turn off my music that is pulling me down and get rid of the addictions that are destroying me. I want to. I want to, but I can't. I don't have a desire. I don't have a passion. It begins with repentance. But watch out. I'm going to tell you, this guy is incredibly deceptive. And I call him the defense attorney within.
3: Do you know all of us have a defense attorney within us? Yeah, but, Your Honor. Yeah, that sounds good, Shane, but. you got to get rid of those buts. The right buts, okay? No.
2: Yeah, but this, but that's for you. You're a pastor. Oh, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that. And you can tell they come up, it's, it's judgmental, Jerry or angry, angry Aaron, or whoever, you know, I'm trying to If there's any way Jerry or Aaron here, it's not you, I'm just saying, but they come up, you know, that's good. All that's good for you. All that's good for you, pastor. But I'm a businessman. I'm a, how much more for a businessman? How much more for a mom? How much more? Parents, hello? Would you need to be filled with the spirit of God as a parent? How much more as a teacher, as a leader? This isn't just for a pastor. My job is to ignite a fire, and then you go out and spread it out. Get rid of the butts. I want to give that up, but I enjoy it. I want to give that up, but I want to treat my spouse and forgive them, but you don't know my spouse. Oh, the butts. I hate to tell stories often, but you're a new group, so it's okay. But to date, this has still shocked me. Lane, I think I said at your group one time. I went to, I, you spoke at a lot of men's conferences before I pastored, and this guy's at the altar, he's crying, and I talked to him afterwards, goes, This is my last chance. My wife's leaving after this weekend. I've got kids, she's leaving. If I don't give up my porn habit. And so I talked with him. And, and if you've ever been in the clutches of addiction, you don't just say, Oh, it's one little prayer. And I mean, there's it's warfare, there's accountability, software, there's all kinds of stuff. You gotta fight, you gotta. But I, I walked him through, okay, where does this start? And it, and it starts obviously with the internet or TV or something. I said, you, you gotta just turn that stuff off. Let her have your laptop for a month, whatever it takes. And, and he goes, are you kidding me? I'm a sports
3: fanatic. I can't do that. I wanted to slap him, but that wouldn't look too good. But isn't that true? The butts.
2: There's, there's living water. Christ is saying living water is just, is just steps away. Would you drink of the living water and you will never thirst again? But I don't want to get that serious. But I don't want to be a crazy charismatic. But I don't want to get weird like that guy. But I don't want to see, see that stuff on YouTube. But I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to get too carried away. I don't. You know that's good for that bald, loud guy up there. But 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 I don't want to get too carried away with God. I'm comfortable. If I
3: commit to God, He's going to want my money. He might call me to the mission field in Africa. It's amazing God
2: gives you the desires of your heart that you didn't know were there, until you surrender to Him. You should hear Richard's testimony sometime. I remember he knew how to play a guitar, but he, he didn't know he, he didn't know he was called to sing right until so God told you to start singing. You're like singing. I just I don't sing. I play a guitar. But see what happens when you give your life to the Lord. Watch what He will do with a broken, humble vessel. Because now He says, now I've got something to fill, and use. And then it's a passion because there's nothing greater than knowing you are doing what God has gifted and called you to do. Though I fall, I get back up
3: though. I'm not perfect. Ask my daughter. (laughs) One thing about taking your kids preaching, they can watch every hour and they know what the real
2: dad, right? The real, not perfect, but forgiven, not perfect, but to get back up and keep fighting to repent And to say, Lord, help me, strengthen me, to keep fighting. The Christian walk is not easy. It's called warfare for a reason. You're called a soldier for a reason.
3: He didn't say, put on a pillowcase and fight. Put on the whole
2: that you may be able to withstand against the wiles, the trickery of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The weapons of our warfare are AR-15s.
3: No, here's a problem in America. Let me tell you, your gun safes are full, but your prayer prayer closets are empty. I know it's not going to happen here because I'm giving you a forewarning, but sometimes people come up and go, you know what,
2: Pastor? The Second Amendment is, I know. I know. I love
3: shooting. I have no problem with it. But when that becomes your trust, you're in a very bad spot. The prayer closet has to be full. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through Remington. Winchester? I love how upset people get over that. That just shows me what their idol is and what they're really
2: trusting in. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, everything that comes against my mind, against God, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity, to the obedience of Christ. You learn to take your thoughts captive and say, that's not
3: true. That's not true. I'm going to focus on the truth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness.
2: And again, the cry of Isaiah, oh, that you would rend the heavens, that the mountains might shake at your presence and fire. As fire burns the brush and fire causes water to boil to make your name known to your adversaries that the nations may tremble at your presence. Did you know that God's presence is disruptive? It's explosive. It's powerful. It will break the arrogant and it will rebuild the broken. Let me know. I've, t- let me tell you about the power and presence of God. I've been preaching where people have got so ticked off. They will raise their hand and leave. They, or, or I won't, I'll still be preaching. They'll come to the altar and begin crying out to God. The word of God is convicting. It's, it's sharper than any double-edged sword. It pierces. There's nothing that we're going to have any other hope than God and God alone and looking to his truth. And when God's presence come, who can stand before God Almighty? What, what army can defeat him? What president can overrule him? What can Russia and China do? China's so disturbed right now with COVID cases and their government's falling apart. Where does that come from? From God Almighty. He's on the throne. He is the strength of our nation. Nations and mountains will tremble in his presence. There's a small booklet I read, or I read recently. It's called Fire Upon the Altar. He said this, we'll have church when God comes, but not until then. All of our religious activities mean nothing without his hallowed presence. We have learned to have church whether he is there or not. The week is full of activities. We keep the programs going. The machinery continues. But the mountains won't move until he comes. Did you know you can have
3: church? And although God's everywhere, I got it. His tangible presence is not there. You've got the worship team caught in sin. You've got the pastor who's woke. You've got members who are asleep and wish he would hurry
2: up. You think God's going to meet those people? They come in week in and week out dead spiritually. And they leave no different than when they arrived.
3: One thing I know about this, that a fiery sermon from the heart of God will challenge you. And it will encourage you. One of the most amazing things I've shared before you, if you listen to the radio, you've heard me
2: say this. We have prayer afterwards, and I'll come. There'll be a single mom, 26 years old, barely holding on. Her husband's left, abused her, and she's weeping. Thank you. I'm so encouraged by the message. And then I have Judgmental Jerry leaving during worship because he is so upset. But wait It's it's eye-opening for me. Wait,
3: wait, I said the same thing. There weren't two services. What happened? The heart. The heart. The Puritans. 1620 came over on the Mayflower
2: Compact and, and the Puritans, the pilgrims, but they would often say, the
3: same sun that melts the wax will harden the clay. So the same preaching of God's Word can melt you and break you. And you can leave here
2: filled with the Spirit of God, or you can leave here hard and angry, full of excuses.
3: Or he didn't even go to seminary. I didn't. (laughs) But I read somewhere, somewhere, somebody said... When they saw
2: that they were untrained and unlearned men, they knew that they had been with Jesus. And I'm not against education. I've written, I've read theology books this high pneumatology, eschatology, soteriology, inductive, deductive approach to my homiletic and hermeneutic approach to my sermon preparation. I've got it down. I, I know what theology says. But I want the fire of God. And we can get so caught up on theology and we argue it. I know the five points of Calvinism better than most Calvinists. Total depravity, unconditional election, limited atonement, irresistible grace, perseverance of the saints. I got it. Calvin wasn't a five-point Calvinist. He was a
3: four-point. Theodore Beza, his successor, took up the fifth point. I got it. But they're arrogant. Arrogant if all you have is theology and you miss the fire. Theology, the
2: study of God is to point me to God. I'm actually supposed to come more, become more
3: humble. Isn't that amazing? But somewhere I read that knowledge puffs up. And in 2005, if you've heard me talk about this before, I, I
2: apologize, but it's needed. In 2005, I was I came back to the Lord. It's been five years. And I am, God has blessed me with a good memory. And so I've, I've memorized thousands of scriptures, read by then thousands of books could quote, you know, Puritans, Norman Geisler to John MacArthur to John Owen to, you know, and and just my mom, my mom said, Shane, you're so arrogant, your family doesn't want to be
3: around you anymore. Because, you know, I was a sin sniffer.
2: (laughs) Did she go drinking last night? You, you, harlot. Did you, did you go to the movies and watch Frozen? You, you went and watched The Chosen? You listened to Joyce Meyer, T.D. Jakes?
3: I was using God's word to cut and to hurt and to damage and to show my knowledge. And through a series of events, God broke me. Around that time,
2: my wife also left a journal open on purpose, I found out. It said, I've married a very angry or arrogant and controlling man. Wait a minute, I've been a Christian
3: fight. What are you talking about, woman? Submit. See, you can have theology, but not the Spirit of God in you loving others,
2: understanding. And then boy did God spank me. And when he spanked you, watch out. Cuz now I come to the pulpit with a limp. And I see the guy laying out there drunk alcoholic. I say if, if it wasn't for the grace of God, there go I. If I stop at the liquor store instead of where I'm staying, I can fall back into that. Be be careful. Did you know I was I could there it, it's inside of me to cheat on my wife? Did you know that pastor it's, it's in, sin is inside of us all. Do we give it life or do we kill it? And that's why this argument you'll hear right now, the LGBTQ, you know, I was born this way. Well, I was born to lie. I was born to cheat. I was born to steal. That's why we need the cross. You, you point them to redemption. You point them to the, to the cross, to a savior. And so God would humble me and break me. And I remember one of the breaking processes not fun. I was preaching, preaching my heart out. And some 18-year-old girl came up crying. And she goes, I struggle with same-sex attraction. You made me feel so bad. And I start crying with her. And I'm, oh, God, help me. I'm praying for her.
3: See, you can still have the same truth, but you got to weep before you whip. Leonard Ravenhill would say that. You can be just as bold. I will not compromise on these issues. And that's why it's challenging. I love the person caught
2: in the in the same. We have people at our church. They know I love them. I know nothing. But I will not bow down to the agenda that is child abuse and it's pushing these things on our children. I will fight that till the day. I love the struggler, but I will fight the agenda. And that, I believe, is the heart of God. You think God wants us to remain silent? Have you seen transgender pole dancers and little kids, five years are putting money in their G string folks that you go to prison for that 20 years ago. And don't say anything Shane. We don't want to offend. I don't want to offend God because my silence speaks volumes. And what I've found is through who brokenness yet boldness, you'll help a lot more people because you can love them, but still be bold straight as an arrow. And shoot them straight. And so I want to clarify that because this topic comes up a lot. Every So many people want, even before
3: I even got here, people posted on Facebook, they want to debate theology. Do you have the fire of God? Do you have the unction of God in your life? And
2: again, I, I, I love theology. We have to have good theology. You have to know who God is the essential doctrines of the faith, the virgin birth, the inerrancy of Scripture, the cross, substitutionary atonement. But there's got to be a brokenness there. A broken and contrite heart I will in no way cast away. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. I'm going to share more of my testimony on Sunday. So get the prodigal sons and the wayward daughters here on Sunday. I don't like opening up, but I will. Everything from crystal myth to alcohol the steroids
3: to a life that was, I should be dead. Absolutely. And that's why the prodigal son ran to the father. And if you know the story, the father wasn't like, how could you? What did the father do? He ran, he met him. That's a perfect picture of God. The mountains won't move until God comes. And he does not
2: come without desperation, without brokenness, Without humility and
3: without re- repentance. Gosh, I have so much. Show me rabbit trails. And it goes on to say, "Remember,"
2: this part breaks my heart sometimes. God, remember, remember when you did awesome things for which we did not even look, you came down and the mountains
3: shook at your presence. This might not pertain to everyone, but do you remember when God first grabbed your heart?
2: Do you remember? Remember those times. Remember those times God meant everything. The Bible came alive, worship was sweet, and you've drifted. You've drifted. God wants you to come back to the river of living water and never thirst again.
3: What was his rebuke to the church in, in Revelation? Oh, you, you've got sound doctrine. You expose those who are wicked. You're, you're a good
2: worker, but you're not a worshiper. Something I try to drill into our usher team all the time is you, you can be workers, that's great, but you better be a worshiper first and foremost.
3: Jesus said, You've got sound doctrine. You point out false teachers. You work hard, but you have left your first love.
2: God, I never want to lose. I never want to leave my first love.
3: Can you imagine when Christianity becomes mechanical? Oh, God, help us. And when God asks who can stop him, the prayer that rips heaven open can happen here. Did you know that? Why do Why did we come up here? Because we want to waste a lot of money and just take three days and leave our families?
2: Because I believe that God can rip heaven open, even if it's for one person. I believe you can be radically changed from the inside out. I've seen it more times than I can count. When a person fully surrenders their lives, he can rip heaven open. It can happen here. Your marriage, did you know your marriage and your home can be restored? Oh, there might be a fight. It might be a battle. I've got three teenagers at home, so don't lecture me. Right? One's here, but I won't point her out. And they're they're, they're incredible blessing, but life is hard. It is challenging. But you can bring, you can make your homes a holy sanctuary or a breeding ground for Satan. I'm just shooting you straight. Our homes can be changed. Our marriages. Did you know you can have the passion and fire again of your ma- in your marriage? Oh, but you don't know my spouse. Okay, get rid of the defense attorney within. Get your face on this altar and you do what you can do. I'm so tired of people blaming the other person. I've been there. I've done that. But nowhere does the Bible say, you know what, go blame the other person. It says you. You look in the mirror. You make the change. You get rid of the root of bitterness. You get rid of unforgiveness. You humble yourself. You come to me. You seek my face. You remove that. You do that. The Bible's calling me to follow after God. And then watch what God does with
3: humility. But pride says, nope. Nope. I'm digging my heels in. It's not my fault.
2: Anybody said that? Just me? You guys, don't leave me hanging. Four people out of this many have said that. No, I know all the hands should go up. Lukewarmness. You can leave here on fire for God. There's nothing worse than lukewarmness. Amen for a Christian? I was miserable. And in my 22-year journey now, I haven't always walked... I don't, I don't get up and walk on clouds and have the fire of God within me. Life sucks sometimes. Can I say that? Okay. It stinks. It's hard.
3: He's calling, wake up, child.
2: It's your turn to shine.
0: You were born for such a time as this. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your time. to shine. You were born for such a time.
1: You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's Westside And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of regaining lost ground, where we are reminded daily times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the Ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military.
1: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He
0: ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn...